All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast. With your hosts, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote. As they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is former NHL forward and Canadian beauty, Aaron Asham. Time to face off. All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What is going on in Nasty Land? What's up, Riggs? Uh, man, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, just uh, coming off that uh, Super Bowl game last night. Uh, Tom Brady's not bad, eh? Not a, not a, not a bad player. I, I tell you what, man. I'm, yeah, it's, up their ass. I, I can't just watching even last week or two weeks ago when they won, you know, and the quarterbacks he went through to, to, you know, to get to the Super Bowl and then beat who everyone thinks is probably the best quarterback Mahomes, who is ridiculously good. Right. Um, it was like, I saw those videos of him and Gronk going to the plane after, you know, the, the one win there a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, they knew. Yeah. And then yesterday, like I did not expect it to be that lops. I don't, I don't know if lopsided is the right word, but I mean, 31 to nine, keeping Kansas city, uh, you know, under double digits. I don't even know if that's been done in the last right. couple of years, to be honest with you, but, uh, 
man. They, and then, you know, the first touchdown pass to Gronk. It's like, Oh my God. I mean, yeah. how, it's like a movie. Yeah, it's, like, right. it's crazy. Fairy tale. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a football guy, um, but I was rooting for, for Tom Brady just because, I mean, just, uh, just pure, pure elite status, you know, Jeez. and there's no denying it now for anybody. That- no. I mean, I, I don't think Patriots anyone, and he just disappeared yeah. from there and went and did it, you know, with, with like, the Tampa Bay. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's unbelievable, really. I, it's, I, I don't even know. It just doesn't even make sense. Like that there's no way well, I shouldn't say no way, but I, I'm going to say no way. There's no way someone else does what he's done. I don't think so. I mean, he's, what has he been to 10 Super Bowls? It was ten, and he's like one ten, seven? ten going into yesterday. Or so yeah, or something five, like yeah, that. No, exactly, I, it's insane. God, I, I just, I was just amazed, man. Like, and you know, there was a time he actually said it yesterday, part of his uh, post game. They had a rough November, the team, and I remember thinking, well, you know, they just threw this team together. You know, like it's not just going to be that easy. And next thing you know, they're Super Bowl champions. Yeah, amazing to watch. Halftime show was. suspect, but uh, <laughs> yeah, got to work on I, that. <laughs> it was a. I didn't was pay a, a whole lot of attention to it. I I did hear it, but I uh, wasn't. Nah. My favorite one of all time was Prince, man, because he played every little bit of everything. Yeah. Played a little Foo Fighters, played a little Jimi Hendrix, his yeah. own music. I thought that was really cool, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't really pay attention. For sure, let's well, shift gears to some fly guys. Three games yeah, last week, couple. Uh, Couple losses there against Boston. Boston seems to have their number. Blew a lead. Uh, devastating goal with 15 seconds or so to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, got Coots back and yes. uh, pulled out a nice win yesterday. Yeah, it was a really good one yesterday. Like they were they were scoring some goals yesterday. You know, was, uh, we were talking about it. They were having a little bit of problems putting a puck in the net, but they didn't yesterday. And old Scotty Lawton didn't have any issues doing it yesterday which was awesome to see yeah it's nice to see him scoring in that in that line flourishing i mean yeah fair being and lots uh seem to be uh whatever connecting there's some chemistry there obviously and uh i think that line going obviously with some um some assistance and now with coots back in the lineup uh you know, I think those those two last two games against Boston, uh, again, it's always should have, would have, could have, or you can never really know. But having Coots in the lineup is such an uh, unbelievable boost, and uh, I like to see this team being healthy for the next few weeks and see how how they can, uh, you know, how they can play and, and stay consistent. Yeah, I, I agree. He's obviously he's a he's a huge part of their team. I mean, I, I guess you'd say he's their number one center at this point. Uh, not taking anything away you know, from G if, if he's playing at center because he goes the wing as well. But, uh, yeah, Coots, you're missing a lot when you're missing Coots. It kind of reminds me of back in uh, 2010 when when Richie, when Mike Richards hit Krejci and yeah. took him out of the lineup. That was a huge blow to their team. Um, I think that had a lot to do with, with – I mean, obviously there was a lot of things that had to do with us coming back and winning. But uh, having Coots out of your lineup is not really what you want. No. But, uh, you know – they had a obviously they've had uh, Boston has had their number here so far this year, but I, I truly believe when it comes down to it, I think they'll be fine when they if they face Boston in the playoffs and everything. I I, I really believe that. Yeah, I know for sure. And get get the cobwebs out now. I mean, they they dropped all four games to them, and 
you know, and they're, and they're tied. I know Boston's played two less games than the Flyers, but nonetheless, they're right there uh, to learn from these uh, from these games and and continue to build. So, uh, some some a couple nice goals. Um, oh, man. One, one against the Flyers. I I just want to talk about the the Wilson goal. Just the we were talking earlier just about how uh, how Ovi just like just makes this seems to make everything look so easy. But uh, you know, to, to walk around Phil Myers, who I, who I love and really value his game. You know, yeah. there's not much you can do when guys. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you know, Ovi's move is to fake left. He's the right shot, and then he drags and it, shoots it, fires it through the, the D's legs, and it's usually in the back of the net, but oh, yeah. he switched it up. I mean, I don't know what Mizey's thinking there, but like you said, what do you do? I mean, it's you almost just got to be like, shit. You pick a, soccer <laughs> I mean, you pick a side. It's like, yeah, I mean, he, me? it's not like it was some guy just got called up and walked to you. It's like one of the best goal scores ever and it was a hell of a play and you know Mizey's a great d-man he's going to be great for a long time but it you know that was just a hell of a move yeah yeah that's definitely highlight reel and then well then there was uh austin mass austin matthews tuck there which was just insane how easy yeah. <laughs> how easy does he make it look though seriously yeah. god almighty uh, i mean i kind of do that men's league but i didn't want to really bring that up again but uh, no, seriously, what what a goal! And uh, you know, Justin Falk there and and uh, St. Louis had a really dirty goal the other day as yeah. well. The old Todre coming from the blue line and yeah. <laughs> make it look easy too, right? Yeah, like those are the ones that if the D man blows that up and <laughs> that that toe drag that pump fake to the middle doesn't work, and then it yeah, goes back the other way. That's <laughs> just it going the other way. Like what the hell were you doing to shoot the puck? You know. And Chiefs got him on the bench the rest of the night after that one. Yeah, exactly. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Oh man, so, some good stuff, and then a couple a uh, couple Tillies too, right? Yeah, man. Simmer, Simmer, big Sim Daddy. Um, we got a nice fight. Jordy Ben, he's a tough guy. He stood in there and, you know, had, it was a really good fight. Um, Braden Shen, former flyer, had a, had a fight the other night. So there's been a few. Yeah. yeah and Kubes too, right? Took, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 12 games to get the first Tilly in and, uh, Kubel. I'm not real but, happy. Uh, it took 12 games. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know the game. We always, we know the game's changed a bit, but. 12 games, man. Oh, yeah. Still 12. No games. one's pissed off enough at some point to grab someone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but easy for me to say. I, you yeah. could say it. I probably shouldn't say it. But uh, yeah, uh, Cube had a little tilt there. So um, yeah, there's There's a few. Strength. He's got some strength, you know. Cube's Cube oh, got God, that, yeah. sneaky, uh, that sneaky strength. I mean, he obviously could uh, you know, brush up on the fisticuffs. It's not really his role, but you could, you could yeah. see at times there when he's like using his weight and pumping forward and back that he's got some. Some 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 crazy strength there, but uh, yeah, hey, it's a young guy steps up and yeah, uh, well and yeah, he. You know what's funny when he uh, started playing more last year <clears throat> when I was still with the team. You know, some guys don't know who he is. This kid is strong. strong. I mean, strong, and uh, he caught guys because guys come in to hit him and yeah, he's a good, you know, Cube would see him and kind of lean, and next thing you know, those guys are on their ass, and you should see this kid hit a golf ball. Oh my god! Yeah, he's like one of those oh. powerful. Yeah, but athletes. and you know what's funny? His swing's so smooth, Is and it? he just crushes it. Yeah, he's he, he does. But yeah, he's a strong kid, and good for him for doing it, man. You know, he stepped up and answered the bell. Did all right. 
Yeah. And going back on goals, I got to give uh, Scott Lawton a shout out for his first, yes. uh, first Hattie. Hattie, yes. Hattie. Um, kids made me flying. He is, man. He's a, he's a help. Uh, you know, you know, lots. He's just what a guy. And, and he's really, his games really the last two years really is last year and this year, man. Like he's one of the, we've talked about it. He's a, he's a guy, you can move him up and down the line, you know, the lineup and, um, you know, he can score, he can skate, he can skate. He's a really good skater. And yeah. uh, I was really happy for him. He's one of my favorite guys. I love that kid. Yeah. He's really finding his groove. And uh, I, I love to see a guy like that have success, you know, after having what you would call, you know, I say a setback or some, you know, some adversity as a first round pick going back to the minor leagues. Right. Yeah. Going back and learning, he had the right attitude and learning how to yeah, take on more of that checking role and being more of a full 200 foot player. But now he's, you know, he seems so much more confident and the offense seems to be flourishing because he's taking care of, you know, the other parts of the game and, and he's capitalizing, which makes life so much easier when you're, you're actually executing and scoring and getting on the score sheet. So I like to see a guy like that have success because I think he, you know, he, he was one of those guys that took a little bit, a little bit longer to develop into that, you know, that full time. Yeah, he's, he's I feel like he's an established, yeah. he's an established player uh, like, now, like, you know, people know who he is. Yep. And um, he's a hell of a player, like you said. He does it all. I mean, you know, he can kill penalties. Yep. Um, he's just, I, you know, I love his game, and I, I love to see how confident he is and how well he's playing. Yep, absolutely. All right, Riggs, let's get on to this interview that's brought to you by DraftKings. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100 to 1 odds on either fighter to land a punch during the title fight. Pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 258 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch, and if that happens, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test and to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code KNUCKLES to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And we are so happy today to have one of our good buddies join us. The man, the myth, the legend, Aaron Asham. What's up, Ash? What's going on, boys? How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing Thanks wonderful, brother. Pump. Loving life. Loving life. I hear you. What's been going on with you? It's been a while. Nothing, bud. Just been uh, dealing with uh, kids. 
homeschooled, <laughs> started, uh, started up in the insurance business, working with the Islanders, doing some NHL stuff, just trying to, uh, trying to stay busy, trying to stay out of trouble. There you go. Which, which is that difficult. Was, that, yeah, I was right going to say that could be difficult. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Have you, ta- have you, have you came down at all since you retired or are you just still, uh, still the old Ash? Yeah, no, I calmed down quite a bit, actually. Uh, the wild partying is seems to be behind me somewhat and uh, just dealing with kids, man. That's all I can, you know, kids, hockey, kids, school, you know, dealing with uh, everyday life of a retired NHLer. Yeah. yeah. Full-time job with the kids too. Driving me crazy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, isn't it? Having them at home trying to do school, man. I know it is for me with my little guy. I wasn't, oh, it's, it's tough, man. I was, I was never a, you know, a scholar. So it's, uh, you weren't a good student. Nah, I didn't mind it, but, uh, yeah, struggling with, uh, the Teaching. ABDs of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ABDs of the elementary school. So it's, uh, it's going well, but you know, they're every odd day they're in school. So it's, uh, you know, I get a few days off during the week. Nice. Nice. Same with, same with Elvis. He, uh, now he's getting to go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So he actually gets excited to go because he's, I know he's your kid's probably the same, just so sick of sitting in front of a computer and it's tough for him, man. It's tough. It, it is. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely mentally, you know, definitely has to mentally wear on him. And I uh, actually see some of the, some of the videos rocking out with little Elvis. Great. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a character. That's for sure. I get, he obviously gets that from his grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. He's destined for big things, old Elvis. Yeah, yeah, he's got the state. Quite the, quite the entertainer. Yeah, no doubt. Right on, Ash. Well, we wanted to talk about uh, your hockey career, obviously, and uh, obviously getting to some flyer hockey. But um, you know, going back to your junior hockey career in, in Red Deer, you uh, you know were a big point producer, uh, and and you, and you also had uh, some penalty minutes to go along with it. Uh, when went along your path. Um, did you realize you were going to play in the NHL and that you were like, you know, that much better than, you know, than, than your, than your teammates that surrounded you? Uh, I think growing up minor hockey, I was always, you know, it seemed like I was always a few steps ahead of, uh, you know, the nearest guy kind of skill wise, reading the game wise. And uh, it just kind of, kind of continue to build and, you know, starts with confidence. You know, my, my first year in, in, uh, in the Western league, I think I had like 30 points and, it's, that's when I kind of learned how to fight, I guess. My first, <laughs> exhibition, my, my first exhibition game in the dub, I just, you know, finished my check like you always do. And then back in midget and bantam, you hit, you know, you weren't expecting a guy to grab you and start tossing punches. And I finished this guy and then felt my jersey tugged and fists were coming at me and fell in love with it right there. And, you know, uh, found another, uh, you know, another avenue of my game and, you know, I could score, I could pass, I could play, you know, good offensively, but I also had that, uh, you know, that, uh, that fighter's edge where, you know, growing up with three brothers, you learn how to fight pretty quick growing up and uh, kind of carried me through uh, my WHL days into my pro career. Nice. And I was going to say too, like the one thing I remember, you know, of you and I think of Aaron Ashram like playing hockey as well as a fighter is, 
is is is, is well your slap shot your shot and and like you, your your ability to throw a punch like you're, you're very powerful i mean was that something that is like was this naturally in you or were you actually you know had someone teach you you know how to have proper technique with this and then you know obviously you can generate more power yeah uh, it was just you know growing up with three brothers uh quite a few street fights uh you know kind of just learned that way uh you know learned how to throw a punch at a very young age uh learned how to dodge a lot of them you know brothers you know you know how brothers are oh yeah sure. it's just you know it, it any you know I, I i see it at home here now with 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 my two little ones and you know you say the wrong thing to your older brother and then you get a slap in the face and then you throw one back and <laughs> Next thing you know, you're rolling on the ground. It's Christmas Eve, and you know <laughs> you're scrapped with your brother. So it's, uh, you know, I I I learned a lot that that way, and then just uh, you know just falling in love with it, and just I enjoyed doing it, and just kind of went from there. Well, Ash, I'll tell you this: like, I mean, we didn't know each other when you first turned pro, but uh, you're in the American League for a while. I, I saw you there. I think the first time I. I think the first time I saw you play was was we were in Quebec. Uh, Montreal is obviously their uh, yeah. affiliate and everything, but um, saw you obviously playing in NHL against the Flyers. Uh, and but I will say this: um, you were a lot more skilled than I think people realized. I mean, you're a hell of a hockey player, and obviously you're very tough too. I, I think kind of like Riles, you, you both would fight out of your weight class, to be honest. Like, you, you know, you, sometimes I guess, obviously I never did it, but just being around hockey, sometimes you're the only guy that will do it. And unfortunately you got to step, I mean, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, because everyone appreciates it on your team, but you know, you would end up fighting out of your weight class once in a while, but you always held your own. You're, you're a very, very tough guy and people knew who you were, but back to my point was uh like you were saying your, your skill level i don't think people understand you're a hell of a player too you really were yeah i yeah i could uh you know i could keep up that's you know that was one of my things i could uh i think i could play up and down the lineup uh if it was to to jump in for the first line or you know play whatever they you know they they needed from me i i was able to step up and do it and you know i think that's what you know helped my career you know be so long yeah i could play close to 15 years 800 yeah. games so uh-huh. for a guy that was you know not playing not playing a regular shift but you know being there being a good teammate and you know uh you know riles no sticking up for your teammates it's uh, you know the guys in the dressing room love it you know you get a lot of respect from uh from them from your organization and from the league yeah i i i agree with you man it's 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 hard to believe uh to me anyway um well, you loved playing on the East Coast. That's obvious because you damn near yeah. played for every f- rival that the Flyers had. Um, uh, every team in the Atlantic. Was- I mean, I know. I, yeah. like, the only team was Wash, I think. Yeah, wall of shame. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> Ricky uh, but it, 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 it honestly, to, to be honest, knowing you and being able to – fortunate enough to work with you and become buddies, I, I can't understand why – like – you were loved by your players. You were, like you said, you, you, uh, you showed up every night. You could do it all. Like you said, you were up and down the lineup, but you always stuck up for your team. You're great in the locker room. I can't believe you played for that many teams, to be honest with you. I mean, it's great. You got, you had a long career. You almost played 800 games. Um, but it's funny to me that like, even when you left us and you have to go to another rival and then you start 
shit kicking some of our guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Poor Shinner. Fucking. Oh yeah. They're in pit, but no, but seriously, like I'm I'm just surprised because like there couldn't have been a guy on a team that didn't like you unless you beat him up or something in the locker room. But uh, but I know here in Philadelphia, like everyone loved you and um it, it just uh you you were a great teammate, like I always pump Riley's tires, but it is true. Like guys loved you and they loved playing with you. Yeah, well, you you know, you have to try to be that guy. And, uh, you know, we like that year, like those two years in Philly were they were just phenomenal. You know, we had a great dressing room, you know, bird, bird dog, he you know, Riles, Richie carts, you know, we had a, you know, we had a great group and, you know, we loved coming to the rink. We loved having fun. And, you know, it makes life a lot easier when, you know, enjoying where you are enjoying coming to the rink like our practices uh, like we would just laugh the whole like for an hour and a half as soon as we got to the rink you know it was just non-stop yeah. laughing and it was it fun. was just uh it was fun and we came so close and it was uh it was it, it was definitely tough leaving but uh you know i got to play got to play a pit for a few years and experience that and and i uh, went to the rangers and uh yeah. you know what happens when you go to the rangers yeah. to die so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know I, I i always i always think back i remember uh fortunately enough for, for claude Giroux, he had you as a winger i mean look yeah. what he's done over his career and i mean i would say he owes it all to you i think so you know uh <laughs> g g was g was you know he he, he came in the league you know he, he came in with a bag you know with all the with all the stuff that was going on back then. And, you know, he, he's just, uh, he's just a top-notch player. He turned into this, an unbelievable, you know, we've seen it when he was young, you know, his, his first year there with, with him and JVR, you, you know, you could see the skill, you could see, you know, how good he was. It was just a matter of him putting it together. And, uh, you know, I got to play with him for, uh, for most of the year in the playoffs and we built a little chemistry and, yeah. you know, uh, it was definitely fun to play with a guy with, uh, you know, with that vision and, uh, you know, desire to win. Created some space for him for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. You know, a couple of tap-ins back doors were always nice. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it was definitely nice playing with him, with, uh, with him and Reamer. And, uh, you know, to Nassie's point earlier, you know, your, your, your skill level, you know, people don't realize, you know, to stay in this top two lines consistently. I mean, you're going up against the best players in the world, right? I mean, the skill level is insane. So, you know, for, for you to have such, you know, high skill level and, you know, playing generally, I think besides maybe your first year with the Islanders, I'm not sure exactly what line you played on, but you're probably in one of the, you know, at least the top three lines, but, you know, I think a good chunk of your, at least the tail end of your career, you landed up being, you know, third, fourth line guy, but, you know, the consistency and, but, uh, but just the, that consistency on the ice and then within the locker room, it's, 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 it's not an easy job by any means, right? I mean, the fact that you have to have to perform at, you know, at, a, at a certain standard of, of, of performance and then, you know, to when things aren't going well, still have a smile on your face and show up and be a good team guy. You know what I mean? Like for you to do that for 15 years is, uh, you know, is impressive for sure. Well, it, it's tough, like especially towards, you know, seems like the, more, the last half of my career was I was playing like seven, eight minutes a game. And you know how it is. It's, you know, you're sitting on that bench for, 20 minutes and they give you a tap saying hey let's go give us a shift and your legs are 100 pounds each oh yeah trying to get around that he's up trying not to you know try not to mess up to go out there and try to start some shit and 
But, uh, you know, that was, I think that was the toughest thing is just getting that tap with, you know, you're sitting on the bench for 20, 30 minutes and they expect you to go out there and do something dynamic and <laughs> just trying to get, trying to get up and down the ice without making a fool of yourself. So I think those were the toughest parts. And then, you know, this, the locker room was easy, like being, yeah. you know, being a good guy and you know, being nice to everyone and the staff and, you know, you just treat everyone right. And it rubs off on people and it's, you know, I was lucky enough to play with every team in the Atlantic division, <laughs> which, which is a record, by the way. Uh, I was going to say know, that. It, it, it says, you know, it has to say something about, uh, you know, about you as a person. So you wanted, you know, it's, yeah, yeah I, I just wanted a cup, man. Like that's, yeah. that was the biggest thing is, you know, I just wanted to win a cup so badly and it still just kills me that I didn't. Uh, we were we were so close in 2010 we we were talking to Richie the other day and um definitely not taking anything away from Michael Layton and Brian Boucher because they carried us no. yeah. they carried yeah. us um I mean they were both phenomenal poor, I mean poor Boosh gets hurt um you know Lates comes into that series what a series man with Boston uh yeah. we, you know we talked about that a little bit before but uh I mean that was just one of the I mean I one of the best times I've ever had, uh, you know, we get that one game and then all of a sudden it's like, you're still down three, one, but we just had you guys just were right. a confident, fun group. It was never, no one was down. Even when we went down three, three rip, I mean, it wasn't like heads hanging, you know, walking around the room. It's like, well, if we get to the next one, you never know. And then sure enough, you know, one thing leads to another, but uh, man, that, that was a great year. And it, it was, that was tough losing you know, in the finals, but back, back to my point, like not taking anything away from uh, Boosh and, and Lates, but Richie had said, you know, if we had, he thinks if we'd have had Ray Ray, you know, Ray Emery. I think if, I think definitely if we had uncle Ray, we, we, we would have won that. Yeah. You know, like, like, like you said, not taking anything away against later and, and Boosh, but Boosh goes down with a knee injury and, you know, Layton steps in and it just seemed like in the, in the finals, just the pressure and, you know, like Chicago was good. They, yeah, they were good. Too. They were good, but you know, we were right there. I, I think, for the most part, we, you know, we all played them, and they just got their bounces. You know, a couple, couple goals here and a couple goals there, and yeah, you know, and 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 that's it. And yeah, oh, I mean, I remember. Uh, I don't know the last time you guys may know, but I, game one. Would we lose seven to six, six five? That never happens in in no. the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, boom, no. it was just back and forth. I mean, Naomi and and Lates had a tough, you know. I mean, just every or either they yeah. were great shots. I don't know, but that I just remember thinking, holy shit, I I didn't expect this. I know they're offensive. We had a good, I mean, we had an offensive team as well. I mean, look look yeah. at the lineup we had, and we also spoke about uh, Riley and I and and um, Mike Richards about breaking that team up I felt like you know I'm not a GM I'm an equipment guy but it just felt like we were right there you know we just we, we just needed right a healthy goalie yeah and even the goalie. next year you know then the next year we lose yeah. to Boston who won the cup and they were they were a great team but you know we were missing Pronger which is obviously huge I mean he Big was a, obviously one of the biggest presents probably that we had on on that team um, you know, he's logging 30 minutes a night. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, we just felt like, gosh, man, if we could have maybe held on to that team another year, you know, Richie just said, I felt like we were right there 
But then he goes on to win too, anyway. So what's he care? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> him and him, him and Carts going. Yeah, all right. Too, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I felt the same, the same thing. I was, I was hoping I was going to be able to come back, and we're going to have another crack at it. And, and uh, they decided to go a different direction, and uh, I signed with Pitt. And you know, it was. Uh, did we play you guys the first year, or was that my second year? Uh. I think that was the second year. Yeah. I think I was the yeah. second year. I, I was going to ask you, uh, I've been able to fortune up to meet Sid and kind of know him a little bit. Like what a, yeah. what a great guy, man. I mean, people don't, people in Philly don't want to hear that, but I mean, this guy, no. yeah. he is an amazing human being, but what was it like practicing every day with him, playing with him? Like that, that had to be amazing. It was, it, it was, it, it was great to be a part of like this guy works. Like he's, like he comes to the rink, he's a great guy, like loose, but you know he works and he wants to win. Yeah. His work ethic, he's a, a great guy to everyone. You know, everyone you know wants to get on him about all oh, this, this about Sid, but he's just a top-notch guy, great human being, loves to win, and you know he's won everything. He's yeah. you know he's he can win, and you know he's still one of the top uh, top dogs in the league. So. Uh, can't say nothing too bad about Sid and uh you know the way he plays the game yeah he you if you watch him like like you guys obviously played the game you know he does when I would get obviously I was on the bench for 25 years but watching the game and watching you guys play you start to pick up things where like Sid does these little things that no one can do or you know a handful of guys could do I should say and I don't think a lot of fans even realize it but obviously you played with him you probably saw shit like that every day it just became like yeah well that's what he does you know it's it it's it's amazing like the way he can pick up a puck going you know full steam ahead with like back skate no problem it's just it, it, but he works at it he works 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 like he's on the ice he's before he's after he's working on the little things and you know, that's what makes him great like that's what make makes great players great is you know the work ethic the commitment to win i wish i had that because i wasn't i was i was never a gym rat you know i was i'd start skating in august you know first of august <laughs> to get in shape you know that uh-huh. was, that no was way <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know that was my you know i i was just wasn't i hated it i hated going into gym yeah yeah hey building off that ash i mean i think this is a, a perfect uh a, you know a, a conversation about uh you know the the combination of like natural skill and then it paired with not just hard work, but like smart work. Cause I mean, I look at myself and I like, I certainly didn't have anywhere near the skill that any of these guys had, including yourself, Ash. Um, I worked hard, but I didn't work smart. But you know, when you put pile all three of these things together, because there's hard work and there's like that front work, that's not necessarily going to equal success. You just, you know, you just pouring hard work in the gym, but like you look at like some of the, the, the practice videos of, of, of Sidney Crosby and like, Again, like you said, like picking up pucks in his skates, uh, full speed and like getting bad passes and bad angles. Like he practices all these little things that most guys don't practice. I mean, look at like youth hockey all the way through Western Hockey League and you know junior hockey and college hockey. Like he practices all these small little things. So he's putting in the actual work work, but it's like smart work, right? I mean, it's like it's stuff that happens every single game. Like hockey's a freak sport sometimes where pucks are bobbling. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing, but like it should be like, something that kids really pay attention to because you can have natural ability, but if yeah. you 
pour in the rest of it, you, you're going to be just like, you know, it's, you're going to stay the same or you, you might grow a little bit, but when you pour in hard work, that attitude that he has, the willingness to win, but then again, that smart work, it's like, uh, it's powerful. You know, and I think I see that a few amongst a few of these elite players, including G. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's something really to highlight because uh, most people don't realize how much is poured into being that good. Well, yeah, they, you know, they work on game situation stuff, like small yep. area game, stick handling in a, you know, small area or picking up a puck in a small area, shooting in stride. You know, I watch a lot of uh, practices and, and, and stuff here on the island, and I do a lot of lessons. And I just try to work off of game situations. You know, I see guys doing figure eights and doing all this stuff with the puck, bouncing the puck. Like, I just try to do small area game situation. You know, how many times are you going to be able to go through your legs and flip it up to your stick and right, right. off your shoulder and you know, back here? Your... Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you know, you do that and junior, you're going to get your, your head taken off or, you know, so I try to teach these kids just small area game situation stuff and, you know, go from there. But uh, these great players, that's what they do. They, they constantly working on, you know, their, their weaknesses in practice and you know eventually they, they don't have any weaknesses and you know they just hone your skills and you know that's why the big dogs make the big bucks and you know they <clears throat> you know they it's non-stop it's 10 11 months of the year for them that's it he almost successfully attempted well he attempted and almost became successful at doing the reverse backhand uh, michigan yeah. play there today and it's like you know, you wouldn't be able to even think about trying something like that unless you've done it a thousand times in practice, right? I mean, exactly. to have confidence to do that. That's that's all my kids do now is they're going around the net trying to do this Michigan thing. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it still the Michigan thing or is it the oh, – you know, like, I guess it is. I mean, that was the first guy know. to do it. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but it drives me crazy. Yeah. it's it's When he did that the <laughs> other day, well, you know, Ash, you've seen his stick. I have a few of them. I mean, yeah, you can play is. right or left-handed. I mean, yeah. with that stick, which is something else that people probably don't, don't know. I mean, like his and stick, what, with what everyone else uses is with yeah. the curves. He's got a straight blade, and he can fire it, and he's just—he's deadly with his shot too. His yeah. backhand, he's definitely he's got the best backhand. It's unreal. Yeah, he's—he's he's a good player. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, right, not bad. <laughs> not too shabby. Yeah, I want to shift gears, Dash, on you. Um, and we had Hartnell on for episode one, and he talked about uh, a race, whether it was before or after practice, when you were with the Flyers. <laughs> and he, oh, and he told a one-sided story where he, he he claims he beat you. We need to hear the full story. We need to hear the second uh, part of the story. So I don't know how the race brought up, but <laughs> Harsey doesn't look fast. Like when he was out there, he skated. I'm like, we started arguing about something. And I was like, there's no way. He was like, I'm faster than you. He's like, let's race then. I was like, let's do it then. So we get ended up racing. He's fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks slow, but he was fast. So we had a race, and uh, I think like I was I was back like a lot. I pulled up with like a hammy or something. But yeah, but he hammered me. Oh, I, I you lose because you played hammy or dehydrated hammy or I I couldn't believe how fast he was. He thought you might. He I think his words were I think Ash may have been a little hung titty that day or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember, but there's probably a good chance of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, it was fun. Let me tell you, those those guys, that 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 group we had, it was it was awesome. It man. was just a nonstop laughs in the dressing room, and we had the the sauce practice where everyone just threw sauces all practice, and Johnny was so oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 only sauce and then we went to backhand sauce and <laughs> how about yeah, practice when uh when, when you guys would rip especially hearts you would rip rip hard wristers slash slap shots at jack mcelhardy's talk <laughs> <laughs> who wants it the old trying to knock down jack mac oh god i, u- I used to love uh walking out there right when you guys started just to straighten the sticks up and you guys are just doing your normal little laps, you know, just kind of talking and, and getting going. And all you would hear was Bucky slamming his stick going, who wants it? Who wants it? He's trying to pass it to you guys and you guys are just ignoring him. And then all of a sudden you guys are firing half slappers at his feet. <laughs> what a great man he was. That was, that was a, when I found out that he passed, that was, a, that was a tough day, you know, that was, I just love that guy. He was, he was just one of the boys and, you know, he liked to suck him back as well. And you know, <laughs> I just, I just, I just love busting his balls every day. And coming he in loved and, it too. You know, he, uh, uh, he, I, he was just, he, he just, he was just one of the boys and Jack Mack. He was, he was definitely a beauty. Someone, so, someone that I'm going to miss, man. I like, yeah. Yeah. Just, just a good dude. He, he was, it was great. The last, I mean, I don't know. Uh, since he wasn't coaching, the Flyers had hired him. He was a Western scout out there. Yeah. So it was great. Every time we went into van, we, we usually stayed a few days and we always saw Bucky until yeah. we didn't see him last year. Um, you know, he was, he wasn't feeling well, but I did talk to him at the time. He's like, and, um, well, I don't want to get sad, but he, but he wasn't able to come and see us, yeah. but he said, I'll be fine. Don't worry. You know, I'll catch you next time. And, you know, that was Bucky anyway, but um, he, he was awesome, man. That that purple stash at the end of the night from his red wine was oh, – you walk into the bar, you see him, you could hear him from outside of the hotel or wherever you were, but uh, – It was always awesome. nice in uh, morning skates. I'd just go sit by him and coaches wouldn't know who stunk me or Bucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my uh, my dad, uh, Sudsy Sotomayor, was a trainer. He had – Bucky as a player and he tells me stories about Bucky all the time but there's one I don't know if I ever told you this Ash I may have but uh they're they're downtown and they used to go to this place in Philly um I can't remember the name of it but it was one of those they're all at the bar and the coach they were supposed to practice but he said day off because they had just gotten shit kicked the night before and he said all right we need a team outing we're going to watch football so everybody had to go to the bar so there's games going on and they're sitting at the bar. Well, you know, when you go in some bars and there's like a mirror, but then all the booze is sitting there. Yeah. yeah. So my old man says he's sitting with Bucky and they're watching the football and everything's going on. He's been there a couple hours and Bucky's just crushing them. Just, you know, fucking getting her going. And all of a sudden he's just looking, looking at the, at the bottles in the mirror. And my, my dad says, Bucky, what are you doing, man? He says, this fucking guy's been staring at me for five minutes. It was, <laughs> it was him. Oh, it was his. <laughs> he was looking through the oh, bottles yeah. and it was a mirror. And I, all he could see was himself looking. And he, he was that. 
he was that buckled. He's like, this guy's looking at me. I'm going to, I'm going to grab him. <laughs> My dad goes, that's that, that's you. That's a mirror right there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's classic Bucky. Like we, like there, there are some times where we would roll into the rink at, or roll into a hotel at three in the morning and he was still sitting at the bar. And, <laughs> oh, Fishing out some massages. Oh, massages. massages and, uh, that was good though. You come to the rink and you knew someone was always going to look just a little bit worse than you. And I was usually right. lucky. So <laughs> <laughs> that the uh, the one night we were in Carolina and you two were were not playing. So I happened to join you guys for a few cocktails, me and one of my buddies, and and we got back. It was actually that it was actually earlier in the night before we actually left, but he had been getting after it for a while. And I just remember being in the lobby hearing him going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the kind of guy I like to hang around with. Like some, so I walked in and stuck my head in. It was this gentleman. He was about 93 years old, and his <laughs> wife was with him. And they were literally that old, and they were in there drinking with Bucky. And he had his arm around this guy. He looked like so fragile. Bucky's grabbing him, and ah, and his mustache is already, is already purple. Oh. oh fuck, was he funny, man? Yeah, it was. He was. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. He was a great guy. That was a, that was a, actually we did play that next day. I played, it was an afternoon game. Oh yeah. Always, I think I played too. It was a, it was a preseason yeah, game, was it not? Yeah, was, yeah that was a preseason game. A three o'clock I, game too. Oh, I didn't think you guys One o'clock played. game. It was a one yeah, o'clock game. Yeah. One o'clock game. Oh. I think we got, we got in at around six. And <laughs> <laughs> done, yeah. Yeah, oh, shoved down man. some bracky and then off to the ring. I forgot, I didn't think you guys uh, played that hard game. Hard to believe we did that stuff. Oh my God. I remember Bucky on the bench. That was the day of the old famous, just a little tired. Just a little tired. He came into the rink, but I'll never forget uh, in the first period, you know, he was doing the D, you know, coaching the D. And he said something. It was not in English because he was still crippled. And I think it was Chemo turned around and looked and said, what did you just say? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and he's tapping guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, I had to, I had a towel up over my face and I was laughing and I just looked at him and he was kind of giggling. I'm like, Jesus, man, you gotta, you gotta that, be able to put a sentence together here. <laughs> that bench must've stunk so bad. Oh, oh my God. There's like, there's like five of us. out. Yeah. Right. Five or six of us. out, and yeah. it was a lot of rouge. A rouge. Yeah. A lot of rouge. Downtown Raleigh. Oh yeah. Hey, let me tell you. That's <laughs> good spot. Yeah. Good spot. Really good a, spot. It was. It was like that time where we we're uh we couldn't win on the road. We were like started off 0-6 on the road. So we had like a little team party. Me, Bird Dog, we had all the guys. We go out and go for dinner, do our thing, get drunk, go to the bars. We ended up winning like 14 in a row on the road. <laughs> we're out every, we're out every night. Because once you once you get that first win, you can't break tradition. So you, we, you can. You gotta be, play guilty, man. Supposed, so we ended up playing like winning like twelve or thirteen on the road in a row and we're out every night getting shellacked. So it was uh <laughs> good good times. I was turned I our was, turned our season around. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. I was I was talking to uh Scotty Hartnell earlier this morning and I, I told him, you know, you were coming on and, and uh, he, he, he wanted me to ask you, he's like, ask Ash, why was his name on the road? Darren Trasham. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
stupid question. <laughs> I'm like, why would anybody say that? Probably knew what stories you just told. <laughs> might have something. Yeah. To he told me to they bring it know, up. Though. They all know Aaron Ash, and they got to you got to switch it up on the road, right? Yeah, yeah that's Darren. right. Darren. Yeah, yeah that I, was that was bird that was bird dogs nicknamed for me on the road. Yeah. And he sure. he he also wanted me to remind you of the time he shit kicked you when he was in Nashville. Oh my God! Don't <laughs> this guy. The ref saved his life. <laughs> I had him over those boards, and his he was starting to flail. The ref, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I gotta see the, I gotta see the clip. Watch it. He, you know how he comes in boogie oh, yeah, and everyone, was, yeah. going crazy. So I got my balance. I was waiting for him. I got him over the boards and he starts flailing his hands and fucking the refs come in and break it up. Pigeon. We'll show, we'll show the real, the real version of the story. Yeah, we will. Sounds like you're yeah. telling the truth on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, well, you know how bird dog is. Yeah. I'm going to have to come down to Philly and see him. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Where is he? Is he in uh, his wife in South, South, Jer- South Jersey? Yep. Yep. Two young, two young kids, and uh, he's actually on uh, NBC yeah, Sports. He's, doing yeah, he's the, doing some TV. Good for him. Yeah, yeah he's enjoying it. Yeah, he's did, he did a little bit. Of, he's uh, been on NHL Network as well. So, well, let me tell you, like, he's good. He's a good speaker. He's good with the people. Everyone loves the guy. Like, yeah, he's he's just perfect for that role, and you know, good for him. Yeah, you want nothing but the best for guys like that. You know, like he's just yeah, the salt of the earth guy, and yeah, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome human. Yeah. It's nice to get a different, like different, uh, fresh look uh, on, you know, on, on NBC having him in there, you know, just uh, changes it up. It's more, you know, a younger guy that, you know, it's not too far removed from the game, you know, it can connect with the players and talk. Where's the modern game? Where's the mill dog? Millberry. Is he gone now? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's, yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's if not I, with them anymore. He, Yeah. I, I think he made a he made a statement. I mean, I, it was really actually it was kind of true. He was just saying like guys miss their girlfriends, or it may have been thrown a little different way. But uh, yeah, they I don't think they you got to really watch what you say. Yeah, can't, uh, can't them, say obviously. much anymore. Well, you can't. You can't. I mean, you really can't. No, no I was for a I was doing uh, I was doing a little TV with uh, with the Islanders here with uh, what is it called. Uh, What's, I, I don't yeah. even know. Yes, yeah, yeah, something with the, the Rangers, the Islanders, and uh, I, I did like four or five episodes. But you know, the first episode, you're getting nervous, you're getting nervous, and I'm starting to feel more comfortable. And my my last episode, I was like, geez, you know, it went well. The boss <laughs> guy from up top, you know, he's busting my balls. Like, hey, you know, good job. It's about time. And I was like, yes, yeah, fuck you, you bastard. Like, joke, you know, hockey talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Never heard from the guy again. <laughs> Come on. I was. Never heard from, have never heard from again. And I was sitting at home and I was thinking, did he think I was being serious when I called him? Like, ah, you bastard. Like, is that why they got, because he was like, that was the best show. Like you're getting, you know, you're starting to come around thinking like, oh, you know, this, maybe I can start to yeah. do this <laughs> and then call him a bastard and never heard from him again. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you should you just old, reach out and say, I was, uh, no, I was kidding, buddy. Yeah. Hey, hey, you old bastard. Thanks. I've never heard from him again. Oh, man. <laughs> a short-lived day, four or five episodes. and Oh, it was, it, it, it was, it was fun, but it, it was, you know, it was, I'm fucking not a TV guy, you know. I've got a face for radio. and So I was, you know, I was a little, little choked, but 
you know. <laughs> well, maybe he'll maybe off? hopefully he listens to the Nasty Knuckles pod and he'll realize you were kidding around. I guess you can't call your boss a bastard. <laughs> I guess that's it. Moral of the story. Moral of the story is do not call <laughs> your boss a bastard. <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. Ash, I want to talk to you about a couple of your tilts. Uh, you know, obviously fought some tough guys, uh, had some big wins, and you know, um, just just curious on who you thought the t- your toughest opponent was, and maybe talk about a few other after that. Uh, my toughest opponent. You know, they're all all going in. Out, you know, they're all they're, obviously they're always going to be all tough. But uh, you know, I mean, you had a great battle when I was with Jersey. You know, that's that was definitely up there. Uh, I fought Peros. Uh, I think it was my last year. Did decent, John Erskine, and big you know, guys. Yeah, big guys. You know, the Erskine was after the the Beagle knockout there. And oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I knew I was going to have to fight either him or or Hendricks, and I knew Hendricks wasn't going to come. So yeah, Old but John. yeah, my big, big John did, Stud. Yeah. yeah, big John Stud. Just just so you know, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt your. Uh, I want want to hear more about this, but Elvis. You know, when you sent him the birthday wishes. Yeah. So I had my, our buddy, um, Cuffs, uh, Ryan McDonald, he, he, uh, he put highlights with all the of you guys that sent it's a 30 minute long, it's an unbelievable video, but that was the highlight he picks of you instead of you oh, typing <laughs> or something, it's you dropping poor Beegsy there. And he went to 99 yeah. Jim Kite and, and you turn and do that. So that's all Elvis ever does. But, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I felt bad about that. I felt bad about that, but everyone. What's well, in the heat of the moment, though, right? Like, yeah, and everyone mean, thought that I, I went after him. I was trying to, I was challenging him, you know. Like I, I knew this kid wasn't a fighter. Is, is I went up to him and I was like, "You do that crap again, you're gonna have to fight." And he was like, "Well, let's go now, then." All right. No, I, I mean, sure. What do you do? So, yeah. and a perfect example of the power of accountability, right? I mean, he hits, I think, Latang on the play, right? Yeah, I ripped his helmet off, and so I, just, you know, you got to do your thing. I went over there and told him to relax and keep doing this stuff. You're gonna have to eventually fight. He wanted to do it right there, so I was like, okay, good night, Jim Kite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, the, the one good thing for him is he probably didn't remember. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, until later, I saw it on. Sports. I'm sure, he didn't I, feel well. Yeah, that that first one would have put him down it would have busted his nose you know if he didn't have the visor on yeah it was the second one that was right on the right on the chin and felt like i was hitting a pillow seriously it was so soft when i hit him it was just the way he went down yeah i felt bad after like sure a good week for a good week i was like why did i do the i wasn't bad about the knockout it was like the sh- you know the stuff yeah. i did after Any night? Like, well you apologized immediately after the game yeah yeah, I mean, everyone was everyone was like, "Oh, Mario made you do it." I was like, "No, I just I literally felt bad." I called Canoobs, I called Newbie up and made sure the kid was all right and all that stuff. And yeah. he yeah. was, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still playing. Yeah, won yeah. a cup, so good. For yeah, him. I know exactly. Well, I think you probably learned a lesson, and obviously, when you know you you fight and you get in those moments in, in the in those situations, like yeah, you're fighting. You're not trying to hurt. You're not you're not you're not trying to end anybody's career, you know. And then when that no. happens, you're emotional. You get a big win, you know what I mean? And like he, he, it's just like people don't realize you got you know twenty thousand people 
there and and you know it's just like an emotional moment so like you're not like you would ever think about doing something like that and um plus, i think we'll yeah then that plus it was the pit and wash you know we hated each right. other we had a good robbery and it's just it's something that came out and you know what do you do it's over with yeah exactly. got yeah some pl- you know i was in the news for a week which probably helped my next year with contracts <laughs> and stuff so <laughs> yeah. but you did you show know. respect you know i you know i when it's all said and done, you know, you, you apologize and, you know, yeah, I apologized. And, you know, I knew I was going to have to fight Johnny the next right. game, which I didn't have a problem with. And so I went out there and did that. And, you know, after that, it was water under the bridge. Yeah. Interesting how it works. Let's talk about our, our, our couple of tilts there, Ash. Yeah. Like I, I tell people all the time, like when I fought you, this is like the second time there regular season. I was like, I don't think I've hit somebody that hard. And thinking they're going down, and I remember you like slowly going down, <laughs> but he didn't back up. <laughs> like back up, and then coming back stronger. I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "How does this guy not go down with that?" A couple of these punches, and oh, you, yeah, you, you hit me a lot that fight. Like you split, you split me over the eye, and I just, I, I just remember because I knew you're lefty because we fought an exhibition, and you gave it to me pretty good. And I was like, I knew he's. He's going to go lefty. So, I, you know, the only thing I'm going to do is just hold on with my left and then we're just going to go toe to toe. And, right. You know, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you guys, you guys, uh, Jansen was out. I think he did something with his shoulder. So it was just me <clears throat> basically for the rest of the year. And teams were just coming in there and, you know, bullying us around, trying to bully us around. And I was like, fuck this. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know Philly's coming into town. I knew you were, you were freaking freshly in the league. You're right just chomping at the bit to kill everyone. So like, but the funny thing was Sutter, the coach, I was jumping out and he was like, Ash, he's like, do not fight Kote. <laughs> I was looking and we, we lined up and he's screaming at me. I looked back and I was giving him a yeah. And I threw <laughs> <laughs> my shit right <laughs> And we went. Oh, it's probably good advice from him too. Right? A bad trade up. <laughs> oh, I, I, I should have listened to him because it would have saved me six stitches. But <laughs> glad but yeah, he was glad him tagging me at the end there. Pretty good. He he was like, "Don't, don't, don't!" I was like, "I, I, I just, you know, you got to give the kid, you know, you got to yeah. do what you got to do, you know." Manitoba boy, you got to. Yeah, exactly. So it was, uh, it was funny though because we, me and Satsi, we had some run-ins and. In uh, in Jersey, like practice times, where like we're like fu matches on the ice together. It's just he wanted to win so bad, and you know, I that year I was just a mess. I was just coming off my all the shit that was happening with me, so I was partying up pretty good, and you know, it was just uh, it was almost came to blows in practice. So it was <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like in our like it was it was crazy, but. It was, you know, it was water under the bridge. It was just, you know, we we were in a slump, and my game was wasn't good, and you know, the team's game wasn't good, and we were going at it. It was, <laughs> it was, it, it, it was interesting for sure. It's an emotional business, eh? <laughs> oh, it's crazy, man! Like the highs and the lows, and you know, you could have two goals one game, the next game you're freaking sitting on the bench, you know? Yeah. But it was one and done there and win Jersey. So it's happy to come over to the Flyers after that. Yeah, it was awesome to have you. Yeah, I think you sure. still have my still have my scar. Yeah. <laughs> Blends in nicely. Yeah. Too, my hair's getting too long. 
You letting her buck or what? No, I just haven't been haven't got a haircut in a while. Too lazy. COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID's getting to me. I'm losing my mind. I'm I'm just ready for just to go to a hockey game. Like, yeah, right. Just, yeah. You do something, you know. It's you can only sit at home and go to the grocery store so many times. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. It is. It's crazy. About that time. Maybe maybe the hockey will follow suit. If, if you can squeeze in 7,500 fans for the Super Bowl, maybe you can squeeze in a couple grand for, for a hockey game. Start somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, I'm sure the league's not liking it. No, no. Teams, are, the teams are losing. Tons. You know. What's escrow at this year? 20% at least, right? At least, yeah. I'm sure the That's players aren't liking that. No, I when I uh, when the soup when the game came on last night the Super Bowl game I was I'm looking and I didn't realize half those people were the fake cardboard cutouts yeah, right. and I'm like how how are they doing this like wh- how are they letting all these people in? and then they got a close up shot and I was like oh okay yeah. <laughs> never never I'm glad I didn't say that to someone at the time because they'd be like you idiot they they close in on people and I was like oh yeah okay my bad <laughs> how about Brady though. I was in Arizona uh, last week, uh, Ash, and it was like you don't even know anything's going on. Like went to a couple bars, and you yeah. had to wear your mask in. But after that, it was free for all. I mean, yeah. free for all. Like not zero, like zero, like spreading out of people. You know, yeah. every other social thing. distancing. Just the the only people that had masks on were the people working there. But I mean, it was like a normal, it was, it was great actually, except for the fact that now you're thinking, God, I might get it. Just yeah. every, you know, like no one's testing you when you walk in there, but it, it was a shit show, man. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I heard Florida's like that too. Well, right. even trying to get into the rinks over here, you have to, you know, get done to do all this. Yeah. Yeah. We do that it's, too. Like we just need to get this over with and get back to normal. Yeah. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Our uh, Elvis plays um, – well, he plays ice hockey, but he also plays in a, in a ball hockey league. And uh, it's, out, it's outdoors, and they have three rinks. So it, there's always games going on, and they actually put a minimum on the parent. So I'm the only – well, I'm coaching the team anyway. No big deal, Ash, undefeated. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, seriously, though, like we – every week it's an email, one parent. You're outside, man. And no one's like on top of each other. It's such a huge area. I'm like, if there's one place all your parents or your family should be able to go, it's outside. I think anyway, I'm not a doctor, but, but no one's standing right beside each other. Like I said, there's three rinks. There's only 12 kids on each team. So, I mean, I don't get it, but I do kind of understand in inside, but it makes me laugh over at Hollydale where, where Elvis plays the parents can't go into the rink, which is huge with huge bleachers. Like, why couldn't you spread them out? But you could go upstairs in the bar and everyone's all over each other. Yeah, so, I know. Because you can watch from the bar. The, the rules are just, it's its ridiculous. Yeah, inconsistent. Like, yeah, we, we're traveling to Philly for one game a day, like just to get games in or go yeah, just, drive, drive three and a half hours up to Hershey to go play two games and then drive back home. Like, that's... 
That's that's like you can't play in Connecticut. You can't play in Jersey. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> we just started playing games in in New York where we have like three teams we can play. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it sucks. Ridiculous. Hopefully so we can get back to normal, like you said, sooner than later. Well, I haven't been home in a year. Yeah, you got, both. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, I got a you know I got a twenty one year old daughter and a sixteen year old back home, which that's right. I'd like to see them within you know. God, you're getting but, old. I can't believe they're. That, I can't believe they're that old now. Aisling and Ocean, yeah. Oh my it's word! Crazy. God, last time I well, last time I saw them, you were playing in pit. They were still not babies, but you know, little eleven, twelve, your, 11, your little 11, girls, 11. yeah, 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 yeah. And my minor, minor, twenty three and twenty one. Yeah. So you should, you should feel old too. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. They're growing up too quick. Started young though. I was twenty two. I had my first one. So was, yeah. I might have had one then. I just maybe don't know about. Yeah, there might might be a few. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. A couple of that. <laughs> <laughs> little nasties running around. Oh boy, one's enough. Yeah, got yeah I got four, so it's yeah. yeah I got I, I got to ask you, Ash. Um, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit, but uh, going back to flyer hockey, like you played two years in Philly. Obviously, you know about like the flyer culture going you know, before you even landed up in Philly. Like, what, what were your favorite moments in Philly? And like, just talk about your time in Philly. Well, when I got, you know, when I first got to Philly, I, I you know, you obviously know about the culture, you know, the hard nosed play, the, you know, the fans are passionate. And I, I, I've always wanted to play with the Flyers. It's just, you know, just kind of like teed up into my game you know as hard nose I could play and you know I enjoyed the fighting and you know I, I I think that run going to the cup final was funny me and Hartsy were in the I'm not sure if you're in the hot tub with with us before we're you know that was my warm-up I'd go sit in the hot tub and warm up the muscles <laughs> and I was we're sitting in there before our last game of the year against the Rangers where we had to beat them to make it I told Hartsy I was like whoever wins this game is going to win the cup we we're joking around and we ended up winning the game and you know we're uh made that run and you know we're two away from uh from it actually coming true but uh you know that run that the fans were just unbelievable during those during that cup run and just probably the most fun i had playing hockey in a long time was was that year and uh you know i was hoping to come back the following year to you know try to follow up but you know, that didn't work out, but those two years in Philly were probably two of my, uh, you know, most favorite years that I played. Yes. Uh, you the, fit in perfectly. <clears throat> yeah, you, you definitely did. And you're definitely a fan favorite. I, I, I still, because I, that was the closest, obviously, I ever came. And well, with the exception, I was lucky enough to win two Calder Cups. Yeah. You know, in the American League. Well, I didn't win them, but the boys did. And I, you know, I was part of it. But, uh, that building when we were on, well, it's starting with the Ranger game when we, you know, we pull it out and, and, uh, but I, Riley and I've talked about it before. Like, I mean, the, the place was just explosive anyway, but when Richie scored that goal, we were down one, nothing, the, the shift. shift, man, shift. I swear I still get chills thinking about it. I thought the roof was coming off that place, man. I mean, it was, I don't think I've ever heard a place that loud. Maybe you guys have, but I mean, it was God. It was awesome. It, it was crazy, and uh, I had some buddies come down for it, and they were leaving the building, leaving the the Wachovia, and they had their phones out taping. 
and it was just it was mayhem yeah just the, it was it was it was so fun it was just what a ride it was yeah and you, you know especially to do it in philly like with right. the fans and you know it was oh that was it awesome, was awesome. They, it was the, the, even uh i always oh i look at it a lot youtube but uh you when you got when g scored the overtime goal in game three to put us back in the series man like and everyone just came flying over which of course is going to happen in an overtime game in the playoffs or any game really but all those times, man, I, I love watching those videos and just, you know, it brings back so many good memories of oh, just so that many whole team, memories. man. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was, it was just an unbelievable ride. I, I wish, I just wish, wish we could do it all over again and, you know, have a healthy squad and have Ray here and, you know, who knows what, uh, what, what we could have done. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It was one of the, I felt the same way, you know, I, and I warmed up every game and didn't play one of those games in the playoffs, but uh, the feeling like you talked about there, like you, it was, it was, it was very consistent, you know, across the locker room that everyone believed that we're going to win it. You know, it was yeah. just, it was such a powerful energy and obviously finding ways to win games and come back in series. And it was just, it was just, just a tough way to go down. I think it was just probably the, the hardest pill to swallow was just how, how it ended. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, especially that game seven in, in Boston, like right down three, nothing, you know, call a timeout and get a greasy one by JVR. And then just from there, I knew, I knew yeah. after that first period going in, when we were in there, we scored that late one in the third. I was like, I knew we were coming back to win that game. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think everyone knew. It. Everyone did. Yeah. yeah. You, you had the feeling you guys had that. You just kind of, you could just kind of feel it being like a staff member. Yeah. You just, you could just feel it too. The, the, just the momentum, the momentum like kept going. And then we had a goal disallowed, which I still think went in. It may have been you. Yeah. I was, I think that was, or was, maybe you were on the, I, I, I was, yeah. I was jamming I away that, at it. Yeah, I, I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like I think I said before, AP was for sure it went in. Our the uh, Adam Patterson, the the video yeah. coach, he said yeah. he saw an angle where it looked like the puck turned up and was just just over the line. But I guess they called it inconclusive or whatever. But didn't matter. We scored a couple minutes later, and then you know, yeah. the gaggy, the gaggy, what, what a goal scorer's goal there. You know, oh my god! He just buried that like it was his job, which it was. <laughs> it was awesome. It was nice getting. It was nice getting him back to the playoffs as well. well he went you know? he, when he scored five goals in four games. We were down three nothing. He scored the overtime winner, game four. Overtime two in Boston, that, one back, and then the game winner. That was his first. Uh, I think that was his first game back. He scored the OT winner, right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure was. Yeah, it was so, nice, man. It was a run. It was, it was, you know, just, well, it still drives me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It just bothers me, but uh, what a run. It sure was. Before we let you go, Ash, you you want to talk about your, uh, your charity that you got going back home in Manitoba? Yeah, it's uh, Aaron's learn to play. Uh, We're going on 17 years now. Uh, Just, you know, we do a golf tournament every year. You know, we, we would do some charity hockey games when I was playing. But we just raise money for kids that can't afford uh, hockey, can't afford equipment, hotels, travels. We uh, we're we're there. They they, they come to the fund and uh, 
you know, we distribute whatever's needed. And, uh, you know, every year we've been helping around 40 kids play hockey and spending thousands, thousands of dollars a year. And, uh, you know, the golf tournament is, uh, you know, is usually one of the highlights of the summer that uh, it's just, uh, well, you know, you've been there. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, It's fun. Riley doesn't remember, though. That's the thing. He doesn't remember. It's hard to explain, uh, you know, but it's uh, it's just a fun weekend of, uh, of golf. We get the guys come down, and we always do a lot of partying and you know hanging out with uh, you know with the with the locals, and it's just uh, something that uh, close I keep close to my heart, and uh, something that's been uh, going really well. Awesome, yeah, awesome, important work. Yeah, it's it's fun, you know. It's it's I enjoy it, and you know we're doing a lot of good things for the people back home. Yeah, it's awesome. You forget how privileged you are sometimes, you know, when you get a chance to move up the ranks and play at the highest level ever. And then you, you kind of look around and you realize that there's kids that are, you know, barely even able to get blades on their feet and, you know what I mean? Actually get a chance to play. So. Well, it's so expensive now, right? Yeah. Like oh, it's just ridiculously expensive. The gear is expensive. So, you know, it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, hand out and, you know, help, uh, help as many as we can. Awesome. Well, good, yeah, good work, awesome. man, for sure. Thanks and- boys. We appreciate you coming on, man, and carving out the time. So this is no problem. Anytime. Sorry about the technical difficulties yesterday. Oh, all good, man. Next time, uh, once uh, once this thing clears up, uh, we'd we'll love to have you in uh, in the studio and oh, for sure, yeah, face to face. So we'll make a weekend out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we might have a problem shooting the shooting the podcast if we make a weekend <laughs> yeah. out of it, but uh, it could be we'll more interesting that way too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get her done. We'll get her done. Yeah, definitely. All right, brother. Hey, boys. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, Ash, man. I really no, do appreciate it, bro. No problem, boys. I might be actually down there towards the end of the month, so. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, let us know for sure. Yep. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll grab some beers or uh, some orange juices or something. Riley will, <laughs> Riley will probably drink a water or two. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have a drink with you. You can share some herb. Yeah, Ash, too. Oh. <laughs> all right boys thanks for having me thanks man later boys that interview was brought to you by settlemeyer skate sharpening for all your skate sharpening and hockey needs visit settlemeyerskatesharpening.com and body check wellness for all your hemp derived cbd and functional mushroom needs visit bodycheckwellness.com want to thank Aaron Ashram for joining us today. Episode nine of Nasty Knuckles. What an awesome guy, great hockey player, overall character. Really appreciate him uh, sitting down with us today, Nast. Yeah. Darren Trasham. What a guy, man. Just uh, was really good catching up with him. I was actually, I didn't mention it uh, during the, uh, the interview, but uh, I got to see him last year uh when we were playing the island yeah it was cool i got to see him um he was he's well like you said he's doing a little bit of coaching and that but uh like you said man great guy great teammate hell of a player i don't think uh a lot of people realize how skilled he actually was but he was a he was a really really skilled player that you know if he like he said if he would have probably put more time into the the working out and keeping himself in better shape um you know he probably would have you know, you've been even better, but he was a, he was a heck of a player stood up for his teammates, you know, 
just a just a really good guy too man it's awesome to catch up with him yeah it was super nice to see and i always love love his stories and his and his humor you know yeah <laughs> it's hard not to laugh when you just look at him because because yeah, we know him so well like some people obviously a lot of people don't but like just that goofy ass look he gives you you know and when you know he's up to no good yeah i i really i miss that when he left and I remember this when he was on those other teams, like we talked about every single team in the East, uh, you know, he'd like look over at the bench with that just shit ass grin, you know, and he just, just laugh just cause he's such a fun, fun loving guy, but it was awesome today having him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the baby face and he's even, yeah. you know, like if you didn't know he was tough, you wouldn't think he's tough by looking at him, you know, that's but- true. Yeah. He's uh he's sneaky, sneaky, tough, super powerful. Obviously, he scrapped with him a couple of times and uh, know him from 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 before that. But um, yeah, man, he uh, a solid NHL career. Fifteen years is not easy to do. And he talked about it in the pod there, like just uh, just just playing in that role and you know and and, and learning how to to say survive and adapt to to playing seven eight minutes a night and, and being consistent at it because it's not an easy thing to do. A lot of people think, well, seven eight minutes. I mean, you should able to produce something in that amount of time and yeah you, you, you i guess you can over time but it uh it, it really requires just a level of focus and staying in the game and 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 you know and, and being able to perform and get you know getting on the scoreboard in, in that amount of time but he's uh he obviously one of the best at that because he hung around for 15 season uh bounced around the, the atlantic division there and kept getting jobs with some of the some of the best uh, players in the world, right? I mean, an opportunity yeah, with uh, sure. with a few of them there. So um, always uh, great to connect with him. Uh, was it eight hundred games? How many games did he play? He played, I believe, it was seven hundred eighty-nine. I mean, oh, close enough. Amazing. Close enough. I mean, obviously they don't count. It's unfortunate for you guys. They don't they don't count your playoff games, which I just still don't understand <laughs> that. It's a game played. Like I that that always boggled my mind. Even even with the staff as a trainer, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to 2046 and and you just I mean obviously I never play but for you guys like Jesus you play seven preseason I know pre okay don't count preseason games but I, I yeah. feel like your playoff game should count for players you know I, I mean so. but I guess they just add that as like a, a secondary stat it's like you got 2,000 games that's true yeah playoff yeah. games is like gravy but nonetheless uh eight or just under 800 regular season games is a lot of NHL games uh, to tang to tango with some of the toughest guys in the league, and again, he, I mean, I don't know many guys that have have a shot like him oh that he has. You know, coming down the wing, and whether it's the the half clapper or the snapper or the full on clapper, he's yeah. He, I mean, he heavy. Can do it's heavy, man. I it's like uh, I said to you, I mean, ninety four goals is nothing to jig your head about in NHL, but I I actually was a little shocked. I I thought maybe he would have had more, just like you said. I mean. Boy, could he shoot a puck? God, he could. He really could. But uh, yeah. overall, though, man, like great career, great teammate. You don't hear anyone saying a, a bad word about Ash. That's for sure. Yeah, no, he's uh, say the ultimate teammate. You know, he kept the the room loose and uh, going back to what we were just talking about there. Like he just, I think he just fell right in that gray area between like the second line and the third line. He was always able to go up and you know fill in some spots, but. He just kind of stayed in that 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 gray area of never really being able to be that top two top two line guy. I think his first year with the Islanders, he scored 15 goals, and he was probably you know between mixed between a second and third line guy. But right, a little bit easier to produce uh, you know offensively when you're getting more minutes. But nonetheless, uh, right. 
overall amazing career, amazing dude, and uh, appreciate him hopping on with us. So yeah, it was excellent. Well, that pretty much wraps up episode nine of Nasty Knuckles podcast. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Until next time, we'll check you next week, knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads, later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.